Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Newsgram. Before we begin, I need to tell you that today's program does touch on some mental health issues that might be sensitive for some listeners. We talk about depression, ADHD, anxiety, self-harm, and suicide. Not a lot, but if those issues disturb you, we do touch on them. But it's also about perseverance, strength, and the birth of a serial killer. Here's Mai Thompson, author of All Angels Have Wings, to set the scene. The first scene in the book is the first chapter you're going to read is the prologue. It's about a woman getting buried alive in a forest. And that's where we meet uh, the killer for the first time. The sound of the shovel was deafening, and he was in no hurry. Took one slow but determined dig, one after the other. The soil slowly building in a pile next to him, while the hole in the ground now reached his knees. At no point in time did he puff or complain, almost like he did not tire. He just kept digging and whistling the same short melody over and over. Trish didn't recognize the tune, but she knew that his whistling, along with sounds of the soil brushing against the shovel, would be the last thing she heard. She was going to die. She could already feel it. The stab wound was bad, and she'd been bleeding for hours now, going in and out of consciousness. She just hoped it would all end before she was put in the ground, before the soil suffocated her and the ground took claim over her body. This forest and the white stones you see on the front page, this is very significant to the rest of the story. Yeah, the photo on the cover of her book depicts this very scene, and you probably have some questions at this point. Who is burying who? And how? And what? And why? I know how you feel, and you're going to have to trust me that that's not even the most important part of this story. The fastest way to resolve those feelings is to just stop listening to this podcast and download a copy of Mai's book. Now, don't actually do that right now, because I have a lot more to tell you. And it begins with the why. Because this story is a tale born out of therapy. It wasn't even intended to be a story. Let me take you back to December of 2019. I started to struggle a lot with my mental health. It got worse and I got into a very dark place and I started going to therapy because I needed it. And I was very open to, to my therapist saying, I have a hard time opening up to other people to talk about my feelings and the tough things. I usually hide behind a smile or a terrible dad joke or something. So I was very open in the beginning saying, I need you to call me out on my bullshit, to be quite frank. And uh, my therapist was like, that's fine. We can do that. And as we talked, he pointed out that I seem to be a very creative person. And he said, well, would it help for you to maybe write all this down? Because you do writing in your everyday life anyway. So maybe all these feelings that you cannot articulate to me, then write them down. And I found that if I wrote the feelings down and then blew them out of proportion, so made them much bigger than the feelings I was sitting with, they became visible to me in a way that I could see them. I could see what could have caused them. And then slowly I started to put them onto this person, Linda, the main character. As she transferred her feelings to Linda in a very dramatic way, it became a self-help journey for Mai and a page-turning adventure for you and me. Linda is Mai at her roughest. Heavily 
depressed, doesn't really take care of herself, doesn't really think about herself and wants to take care of everyone else. The me, that's not good for myself. And of course, there are other characters as well that owe their personalities to Mai, like Andrea. She is the me that I needed to be for myself. So you will also see throughout the book how Andrea is this rock and this safe place for, for Linda uh, throughout the story. And I see that as the person I would want, I would have wanted myself to be if I was going through that myself. I would have needed a person like that. And then there's Arnold, a character made up of a whole group of people. That's the support system. That's all the friends, the families asking if you need help, but you don't want to quite accept it because you want to go through it yourself. Without him, Linda would not be alive. I was pretty <laughs> sure about Arnold, how he was supposed to look and act. He smokes pipe and there's a bit of banter between him and his wife. And that's kind of how I saw my parents' relationships and kind of based a little bit of my dad's uh, appearance. Together, they make for a very interesting cast of characters, along with others that you get to meet early in the book when they all gather together at a funeral. Oh, this is not a happy tale, but it's a good one. And don't worry, as dark as it seems, there are plenty of laughs. However, despite what you may be thinking so far, this is not a crime novel. It's not a crime story. It is a horror and thriller and suspense. It's nothing to do with, with the crimes themselves. It's more about the minds of the killer, how can a person do these things? But also about Linda, what happens when we push a person to the limit? Arnold, her rock in the, in, in the book, talks about at one point that she has this kind of switch that she can flick off. And when she does, all her emotions disappear. And that makes that she can deal with all this stress, all these traumas and horrors from her past and also present and, and future. And he worries for her what will happen the day, if it happens, where she switches off completely. There are all kinds of shows out there that attempt to take you into the mind of a serial killer. And no matter how many of them I watch, it's still very hard to see things from that perspective. It's probably one of the things that we find so fascinating about these people. It's a dark, confusing world. And gazing into that abyss can be a mind-bending journey. When you really reach rock bottom, it's not about being evil to other people, but you're being really evil and mean to yourself. So you have those similar feelings. I've also had suicidal thoughts and been in a really rough state. I was not able to take care of myself and I was really rough to myself. And those feelings, those thoughts, I don't know how, but I managed to turn that around, I hope, in a sense of maybe this is how a serial killer would think. Identifying with a serial killer is one thing, but something else that makes a story one to remember is how you identify with the main character. I've never really been able to just pick a genre and then be able to find a character in there that I could relate to. I am a lesbian and I'm also realizing that I might be non-binary or transgender. But that's not something I've been able to work on because of my mental state, but now I'm in a good place. But I've never been able to identify that in a, in a book. You know, you can read a bunch of books that are LGBTQ related, but that's the main topic then. But I would like to read a story or watch a movie where it's not the main story, it's just an aspect of it. It's not what the whole story is about. So that was one of the really important things to me. 
that I would be able to create something that I would want to read growing up. Mission accomplished. The book is called All Angels Have Wings, and in it, bodies are found buried in the woods, all of them with wings carved into the skin on their backs. Young women, murdered, all looking the same and all around the same age, all but one. The latest victim appears a lot older than the rest, and she seems to be the only one who was stabbed and buried alive. When Arnold sees her, it's like his whole world stops. He knows her, and he knows that this means the Angel Maker is back. He's out there, looking for his angel, the one that Arnold took from him years ago. If you're struggling with mental health, and you are in a dark place, maybe this is not the book for you. It is a bit dark and it is a bit twisted. There is humor in there and I have tried to lighten the mood. And I cannot yet promise if book number two is going to be happy. But I will just say, be mindful of yourself. Take care of yourself and wait till you're in a better place, maybe, to, before you read this book. Because I don't want to be triggering in any way. Good advice. And for those of you who have listened this far into the podcast and are curious, yes, there is a sequel on the way. All Angels Have Wings by Mai Thompson. It's available online right now at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and many other places. And that will do it for this edition of Newsgram from WebTalkRadio.com. 